in today's show. We're here to look ahead to Saturday in the NBA. There are four games on and some great streaming targets as well. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, at Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball and on Substack at JoshLloyd48.substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. Hopefully, you guys had a good um, Thanksgiving. That's the word. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving and you're ready. There are 14 games on on Friday. I've already done a preview show for that. There was no streaming options on that show because there's 14 games on, so streaming is not really something that's possible. But I did talk about where extra value would be. And today, we're looking at Saturday, where there are only four games on. So there's tons of of streaming options and a little bit more area to focus in on what's actually going on over there. So, Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The first game. It's an early one. Again, it's a 5 p.m. Eastern game. I don't know why we're having 5 p.m. Eastern games for these last two days, Friday, Saturday, but we do. It's the Mavs. It's the Raptors up in Toronto. These two teams are the two teams that don't play on Friday. But they're here, ready to go for Saturday. And the big thing we want to watch is the crucifix Christian Wood. And it feels like to me, I don't know this. I don't know this at all. But it feels like to me that we might get a surprise announcement. Not sure it's a surprise, but I'm telling you, I think this might happen. The Christian Wood will start. Um, I don't know that. Again, let me stress that I don't know this. I haven't been told this by anyone in confidence or anything like that. It just feels like it's going that way and that Christian Wood will either start in this game or really, really soon. Now, we always want to monitor Wood's minutes, his usage, his role, his free throw shooting, all that stuff. But I do think that I would not be surprised to see Christian Wood in the starting five, if not this game, in at least the next week or two. Just be aware of it. I also want to watch Tim Hardaway, not because I enjoy watching bad basketball, but because I want to see how he and Bullock and Green, and if any one of those guys can separate themselves, Hardaway has been putrid nearly every game. He's had some moments where it looks like he's going to step up. That game that Doncic missed, he scored 28 or whatever it was. Then he has zero points on 0 of 7 shooting. He's wildly inconsistent. He's just one of those many, many, many shooting guards in the NBA who can put up good numbers based on points and threes, and then do nothing based on points and threes the next game and do nothing else across the board. So Hardaway used to be a solid enough fantasy player, but he really has fallen off um, in the last few years, and I'm not sure he gets back there. For the Raptors, well, injury-wise, should have talked about this, Maxi Kleber is probable, but the injuries really are concentrated in Toronto. Scotland Barnes is out with a knee injury. Not only has he had an ankle problem, now he's got a knee injury. Siakam still is out. Siakam re- should return next week. Um, Otto Porter is out with that toe issue. Precious Achua, the big sneeze, he's out with an ankle. 
Justin Champagne is out with back soreness. And then you've got Fred Van Vliet, questionable with an illness. Man, it's been rough with him uh, recently. And Delano Banton's questionable with an uh, ankle sprain. Of course, if Fred is out, if Banton is out, if Barnes is out, then you are going to get Malachi Flynn again, who played 30 minutes and 26 minutes the last two games. One was good, one was bad. But we'll see if he's able to do anything um, or how much he gets trusted by old mate Nick Nurse. What do I actually want to watch in this game? Boucher. I think Chris Boucher, for now, is a must-roster player. There are four players that are due to come back, three of them really soon, that are going to have a huge impact on him. Barnes, Siakam, Porter, and Achua. And I don't think he remains 12-team must-roster there. But when he's playing 26 minutes a night, and those guys are out, he absolutely is, even though he shot like 23% last game. And I just expect that to keep going. I also expect it to keep going for Thad Young, who started five consecutive games, minimum 26 minutes across those games. Remember, though, when people were healthy, he was playing 10, 12 minutes a night. So we just roll with Boucher. We roll with Young until players do return. And then we make assessments based on that. It's not as clear-cut as a, like, Ja Morant's back, we drop Tyus Jones. Chris Paul's back, we drop Campaign. We'll talk about that later. Um... It's not as clear-cut with Young and with Boucher because of the way the Raptors run their rotations and the fact that there's just a million people out every game, it appears. But they are ones that we want to watch, and I think they are must-roster players for the time being while uh, while a bunch of guys are sidelined. The second game, it is the Lakers and the Spurs. At this point, we don't know whether LeBron is going to be back for Friday's game. So, marking questionable here. We know Josh Richardson and Dougie McDirt are both out for Friday. I expect that's back-to-back related and they'll be ready for Saturday, while Pat Beverly will be serving the second game of his three-game suspension. For the Lakers, Austin Reeves. Will they keep him in the starting lineup if LeBron returns, or will they move Troy Brown to the bench? I think they should keep Reeves. I think he's one of their better players, amazingly. he's uh, He runs point guard for them at times. Um, he's shooting pretty solidly. He's a good defender. He's just, he just, he, he's just good, I think. And he's had some really solid top 100 fantasy value as well. I, I don't really think that's going to continue with LeBron back, but that's what we want to see. Can he maintain 30 minutes a night? Oh, here's a poll for Lakers fans. And I know that, you know, bag Twitter and, you know, um, pull up Hezzy Jimbo guys are going to be like, no way. But who's a better player for the Lakers? Is it Reeves or is it Lonnie Walker? I'm not actually sure how I view it, but I'd like to know others' opinions. Reeves or Walker? And are they the third best player or is it Westbrook? Huh. I also want to watch the tank. Tom Bryant. Now, I am very adamant. And I have been for years on Tom Bryant. If he plays 30 minutes, 28 minutes a night, he's a really, really good fantasy asset. He's a, he's a solid shooter. He can put up good numbers. But as I said many years ago, it's one of the few things I get right. I said, that, yeah, Bryant's great. But when you're talking about looking into to, to, to the future, no team's going to want him to start. He's horrendous defensively, and he's that player that's on a bad team that's getting minutes that when teams try to get good or he moves into different situations, there's no chance of that happening. And we're seeing that now with him. People still really do believe in him that he's going to be a game changer and he's going to take minutes um, from other guys and play next to Anthony Davis and be this game changer because oh, we saw him three years ago in Washington hit 40% from threes and block shots without understanding the crossover between that fantasy value, which is clearly there, shout out to Hassan Whiteside, versus, man, well, how bad are you actually on the court? He can have some good games. And I'm going on a lot about Tom Bryant here, but I just don't really see an NBA coach going, right, Tom Bryant, right, can't defend. Can shoot a little bit, but not really moving all that well. Um, 
and Anthony Davis having the best season, honestly, of his career, playing at center. Let's change that when we've all known that Davis is better at center. Um, let's change that to bring Tom Bryan in. I do not think that Tom Bryan has any worth in stashing in 12-team leagues. I just don't think he's playing 25 a night. I just don't know why that would happen. And I know there are a lot of people, man, finally, because you know, the Lakers, they've just been waiting to get a legit center back, so now they'll play him. Damian Jones is as legit, if not, a, well, he's a, he is more of a legit, actual true center than what Tom Bryant is, and he plays zero minutes. So they have had an option to play a true center this whole time, and they choose not to. Wenyan Gabriel, he's not really a true center. He's probably as much of a center as what Tom Bryant is. And he doesn't really play that much. So I honestly just don't think they're waiting for Bryant to ramp up. He had thumb surgery. He didn't hurt his legs. So they can play in big minutes. Anyway, Tom Bryant ran over, but you didn't think I'd talk for, about Tom Bryant for that long. On the Spurs, Keldon Johnson, the old horse cock. Whose horse is that? People are asking, why, why do you call Keldon Johnson that? Well, Early in the, the preseason, talking with Jared Johnson, and he was calling him, what, what is the, 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 the stallion? That Pop calls him the stallion. And I said, well, in Australia, if your nickname's horse, or something horse-related, if your nickname's horse, it means you've got a long dick. That's what horse means. So if you've ever seen an Australian and the nickname's horse, that's what it means. So therefore, he became horse. Stallion, horse. There you go. That's what it means. Anyway, he's really struggling. Can he turn it around? He is not as good as you might think he is, although some of you might watching this and go, I know he's not good. And congratulations to you. You're in the same boat as me. He is totally okay, who does get overrated quite a bit. And I think, you know, you've got to really reassess what you expect him to get back to. Top 100, sure. Top 50, I don't really think so. I also watch Cater Bates' Diop because he's out of the rotation two weeks ago. Now he's like getting 20 minutes a night every night. Now it is helpful that guys like McDermott sit and then Richardson's out, then Johnson's out, then Sohan's out. They're just randomly moving guys around. But he's getting some minutes. And he's producing enough for deeper leagues to pay attention to. And I think you do want to pay attention to that. Today's episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. So, you'll know ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But there's something you might not know. I'm sure you know it, but maybe you don't know it. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Maybe you've run out of other stuff to watch on Netflix. In that case, if you have run out of stuff to watch on Netflix... Maybe touch grass. But anyway, if you want to watch Parks and Recreation, it's on UK Netflix. And I would highly recommend you watch Parks and Recreation if you have not seen it. Fire up your ExpressVPN, change your location to the UK, bang, Parks and Rec is there. ExpressVPN lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. It's not just Netflix, YouTube, BBC iPlayer, Hulu, all that stuff. Hundreds of VPNs are out there, but the reason you should use ExpressVPN is to watch the shows because it is ridiculously fast and there's never any buffering or lag and you can stream in HD, no problem. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com slash locked on right now and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash locked on, expressvpn.com slash locked on to learn more. The Thunder Rockets. Back-to-back for those these blokes, and we're going to get something interesting happening, I think. It is leaning more and more and more to Stephen Silas being a, bit, being a bad coach. Hang on. Sorry, I'm, I'm just being told. No, no, we've already confirmed that. It's leaning more and more into Bruno Fernando being the starter over Alperen Sengun because, again, he's a dreadful coach, and they are struggling. But we don't know if Sengun's going to play. He's doubtful for Friday, so we've got to have him questionable for Saturday. Eric Gordon is going to sit on Friday. That's a first game back-to-back rest scenario. 
So he should be fine and ready to go on Saturday. We knew he'd sit one of these games, so Gordo will be out. The wild thing, Jay Sean Tate remains out with his ankle injury. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. And uh, the moose Mike Muscala's out with that finger fracture. For the Thunder, I want to watch Josh Giddy. It's been very up and down for Giddy. Had that ankle sprain. Ankle sprain? Yeah, ankle sprain in preseason. A couple of benchings in the regular season. Some improved performances, but we'd like to see that more consistently, wouldn't we? That's what we want to see from Giddy. So let's you know, get a nice bounce back. I also want to watch Jeremiah Robinson Earl because there are some games where he has like you know two steals, eight boards, 10 points, and it's, it's not bad. But other games, he plays 12 minutes and does nothing. I don't really think he's able to establish a solid role or a consistently big role, more to the point. But what he is currently doing is at least helping some of um, or deeper leagues and, and, and the Thunder at times. But let's see, can he get himself into a role where he's playing 29? I really doubt that. For the Rockets, it is Bruno Fernando watch. Are they going to start him? Are they going to play him 20 plus minutes? Is he going to be fantasy viable? I know he's not NBA viable, but maybe he is fantasy viable. I don't think so. I wouldn't rush to grab him, but I am absolutely prepared for him to be the starting center. I also want to watch KJ Martin because KJ is going to start most likely with Eric Gordon down on, on Friday. But is there a way that he can be a 12-team league guy? I don't think so. And how the interplay goes between him and Tari Eason when they're clearly, clearly two of the most impactful Rockets players at the moment. And how they get their minutes or enough minutes is something to watch. The Jazz, the Suns, back-to-back here, of course. Um, Regay's out, Cameron Johnson's out, but we don't know about Chris Paul. He's been ruled out for Friday. Landry Shamit's also ruled out for Friday. He probably is back Saturday, but we don't know about Chris Paul. We also don't know exactly about Mike Conley. I expect Conley to be out. I also expect Paul to be out, but they both could return. For the Jazz, we want to watch Colin Sexton. With or without Conley, what his production's like. So far, before Friday, one good game, one bad game without Conley. I, I, I don't believe in him long-term, but let's see if he's able to string a couple of really big ones together and maintain a 27-minute-a-night rotation role. Also, want to watch Kelly Olynyk, who's a guy that people just can't seem to get it through their head that he is a good fantasy player. I, I, I don't know why. Man, uh, yeah, can't be bothered with this guy. I can just find that production off the wire. Well, you know what? You, you can't, really. You, you actually can't find that. You can't find a top 70 player just sitting on the wire casually. You can't do it. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know why he's not rostered in as many leagues. I don't think he's losing his role anytime soon. And I just want to see him do it again. But the Suns, Cameron Payne. Now, I've got this question. I was going to reply to it, but I thought I'd just talk about it here. He goes, what do I do with campaign? Like, do I just you know, hold on to him when Chris Paul's back? Because people love inventing a lot of things as well. You know, I just expect Chris Paul now is going to... This is what the, the, the person said. Like, Chris Paul's going to be load managed and have low minutes the rest of the season. And you just can't assume that. Like, you, you just can't. So, while Cameron Payne is clearly an ad when Paul is out, as we saw before Paul got hurt, there's no use at all in holding campaign. And you might say you hold it waiting for the next Chris Paul injury. I can say that for a million players around the league. And Chris Paul has been healthy the last few years. So, yeah, I don't think that... Payne doesn't have enough value in a 12-team format to hold when Chris Paul is back playing four minutes. I think he's going to be good here if Paul is out, but we don't know that. And I think we, again, try to invent some narratives. Well, you know, Chris Paul, he's just, they're, they're going to ease him. He's going to play 26 minutes a night. He's going to sit all back-to-backs. And I honestly just do not think that is the case. It might be, but I can't really think of a analog of that ever where that just happens consistently. 
I just don't think it's real. And I think a lot of it is, hey, I added campaign and I'm trying to cling on to hope that he's going to continue to have value when generally, it's like the Omer Yurtsev for last season. Oh, but what if him and Bam plays together? He can still get 25 minutes. He's really good. Yeah, but that's only because you've got him on your fantasy team. And I think that might be a little bit there with the campaigns. So, yeah. And I don't think that means campaigns are sell high because... I feel like that phenomenon only occurs if you've got campaign on your roster. The other people who don't have him aren't going there, man, I can't wait. I'm going to get a Chris campaign because Chris Paul's going to continue to rest games and Payne's still going to be good. It's a very interesting, and I don't have a name for it, for, for fantasy sports where the guy you have on your team, you just create all sorts of scenarios so that he can maintain value. What should we call it? The copium mechanism? I don't know. It's, it feels like what it is. Hopium? Copium? Anyone, one of those two. Bismack Biombo, is he going to be the backup center? This doesn't matter for most leagues, but for deeper leagues, it does. He's got the backup minutes over Jock Landau the last couple of games, and he is a useful 16-team league streamer for blocks and rebounds with field goal percentage. So him getting minutes versus zero minutes is important in those scenarios. Absolutely important in those scenarios. And what is also absolutely important is today's episode is brought to you by Sweatblock. Yes. You know who I'm going to talk about? Old mate Jenny. Jennifer... She used to wear multiple shirts and fold toilet paper in her armpits to try and hide the embarrassing sweat. But not anymore. No, no, no. Thanks to Sweatblock. She doesn't have to wear multiple shirts. Jenny, you can actually, you know, you're, you're paying extra rent because you've got, you had to get a three bedroom house for one person because you needed all the closet space for all your extra shirts. And that third bedroom, it's just full of toilet paper. But you don't have to do that anymore because you don't need that extra toilet paper. You don't need to have 30 clean shirts per week to get through this sweating problem. Sweatblock gives you the confidence to wear what you want without embarrassing sweat. Sweatblock wipes were featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters. Wow, is Jenny a firefighter? I don't know. But the Sweatblock wipes have been a bestseller for Amazon or on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 10,000 five-star reviews. So if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available at Amazon. Let's look at back-to-backs over the weekend. We're looking at Dallas players. So we're streaming Mavs guys over the weekend. Hardaway, Finney, Smith, Bullock, Green, McGee, Powell. There's a lot of spud sort of players there, but getting the two games out of them might be useful. If we just want to look at Saturday's action, who we can stream in there, um... Jeremy Sohan, I think, is a good option. Sohan, now! With uh, Dougie McDermott, maybe in or out. Dennis Schroeder with Patrick Beverly out. I have very little faith in that, but, you know, there is an opportunity for him. Dorian Finney-Smith, Austin Reeves, KJ Martin, Zach Collins is back. He's listed probable. Well, actually, that's not true. He's listed probable again. Last time he was listed, probably didn't play. And whether he plays the back-to-back, I don't know, but let's watch that. Walker Kessler is a good stream. And then there's Juancho Hernan Gomez as well with those absences in Toronto. For deep leagues, a lot of the same names. Sohan, Schroeder, Martin, Zach Collins, Hernan Gomez. Throw in Kendrick Nunn there as well. Throw in Damian Lee and Darius Baisley. And for points leagues, these guys are all available in over 50% of leagues. You've got Lonnie Walker, Thad Young, Jalen Williams. Oh, yeah. The Bronco. Broncos country, let's ride. Dennis Schroeder, Jeremy Sohan, Tari Eason, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Tory Craig. And guys, that... We'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.